0: 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now
1: with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by
0: Digitex, where oil country
1: shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business on
0: Oilers Radio. 630 Chad Number two Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer with you. Rexall Place where the Edmonton Oilers practice today. Tomorrow they take on the Minnesota Wild. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Canada's largest Canon dealership where their main goal is to save you time and money in providing true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. In this hour, uh, we'll play Todd McClellan's availability uh, earlier today after the orders skate. Uh, he said today, Eric Reib out for a month. The orders have not made a recall. Uh, that's probably coming. You would think sometime over the next few days. Um, Adam Clendenning will draw in for Eric Gryba. Clendenning, a right-shot defenseman, uh, today was paired with Brandon Davidson on defense. Uh, The Oilers also had uh, Darnell Nurse continuing to play with uh, who was uh, Nurse was with uh, Mark Fain, and then they had Andre Sekarov Justin Schultz. Uh, Andres Nielsen was recalled. He was at the uh, skate today after Laurent Brassois got sent down uh, following last night's five-three disappointing loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Zach Cassian did not skate today for the Edmonton Oilers. Pouliot of note was with Anton Lander and Neil Yakupov. The Oilers had Matt Hendricks with. Uh, Connor McDavid and Jordan Eberle, and Teddy Purcell on the right side with Taylor Hall on the left side and Leon Draisaitl at center. So uh, that would uh yeah, Latesto was between Korpakoski and Pak Rinan You can text us at six thirty six thirty, tweet us at orders now, email us orders now at six thirty chat.com. That is presented by Holmes by Abby. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates too. Japanese Village—the right choice for a celebration for the census—with three convenient locations to serve you: Northgate, Downtown, and Southside. Uh, who would you have play with, uh, Connor McDavid and Jordan Everly? That's one of the questions we have. Obviously, Benoit Pouliot took a couple penalties yesterday. He's—he's had—he he's, is having a decent offensive campaign. There's no question, you know. He's been. The numbers are there to support that he's been a pretty good signing for the Oilers. Historically speaking, prone to taking some offensive zone penalties. He's got an active stick. Uh, he's taken, by my count, two or three selfish penalties as an order over the last couple of years. There was a bad double minor against Detroit, that I, and then last night a, a bad one against uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, a voice from the past, a.k.a. the Chisler. Text me to say, Bob, save me a seat at Vaughn's tonight. I'm flying in as we speak. Is it true the Stony Plain Eagles want to sign you, playing you on a line with Ryan Smith? B.S. No comment on Yak. The Chisler adds, the Oilers will crush the Wild. McDavid gets three. Lander with his first. You're still brutal. That one comes to us from the Chisler. You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at orders now. Email us at orders now at six thirty chad dot com. Brendan, where do you want to go here? Where do you want to start it up?
2: Well, I was just gonna jump in on your question. Um before we take a phone call or some tweets and emails. Ah, uh, what do you think about stacking one line, Bob? Because the others that have they had two lines that can score going at any point this season?
0: Uh
2: no. So why not just stack one line and try to beat a team with that line? I think if you put Hall with uh, McDavid and Eberle, that might be a pretty special line.
0: Well, the Flyers are doing that, right? They're playing Giroux with Wayne Simmons and uh, Jake Voracek. And then they throw Shen on the power play with Gostasphere, who's having a a brilliant run. I think he's got points in 11 straight games on the back end. Uh, And that's how they're trying to win games is just by loading up – uh, loading up the one line okay uh for those that want to text about the uh, news service um you can rip uh rip us on our show about the hockey stuff and about uh various things but uh hey it's all good you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. i have what's that where do you want me to go here Okay, uh, by the way, this text comes in. What about Zach Cassian with Everly and uh, Connor McDavid? Cassian uh, thrived when he played with the Sedins in Vancouver. Well, that's uh, an option. Uh, let's go to Ed on line number one. Ed, you're in orders now. How you doing? Is this Ted or Ed? Ed. Ed, how you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm just
3: wondering, with Everly playing so well now, um, do you think he's playing himself off the team? Because, you know, the old. You got to give something to get something, or is is it still between the Nuge and him?
0: Did you see uh, Elliot Friedman's piece uh, yesterday? His thirty thoughts. I don't think so. Okay, he said that uh, he believes uh, he strongly indicated that Jordan Everley is off the trade market. Oh, really? Yes. Okay,
3: that might have a lot to do with the uh, ticket season holders too, maybe, eh? Why is that? Because I think there are a few players that. Mr. Cates would not depart with, and that would probably be one of them now.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I, in a per, I mean, I've stated before, I believe, for me, there's there's four core forwards, and I had Everley with a chance to play his way and to be a fifth. Right. And, but, you know, I you've got to find a way to improve the defense in time. I don't think there's any debate about, uh, on that. Right. Now, there is some belief, Ed, that you know, the way you get top four defensemen is you draft and develop them. So, I mean, we're going through adventures in babysitting the times of Darnell Nurse. I will say this the last two games, I think Darnell's played pretty well, and I think it's helped having Mark Fain with him, though there was a goal that uh, those two got beat on yesterday. Uh, But uh, it's hard to argue with what Everly's done playing with Connor McDavid, right? He's been fairly effective playing with McDavid since the All Star break.
3: Well, we've been trying to develop for the last nine years, and it doesn't seem to be working. But if I could ask you a quick question, um, Schultz and Yak, do you think we can get a top four defenseman for those two?
0: No. Okay.
3: (laughs) That's to the point.
0: Unfortunately, uh, let's put it this way. And again, Elliot referenced, uh, you know, he talked a bit about Justin Schultz yesterday, and... Tampa Bay, and it was a week ago Tuesday after Justin Schultz got scratched in New Jersey. Uh, there was a lengthy discussion on our show about what the potential return would be, and I thought the others would have a chance of getting a prospect defenseman. Put it this way, they might be able to get a guy that one day could be a top four defenseman, right? right? but I don't think if that combination... Of players would procure you uh, an immediate top four D-man at this time. To be just being honest with you. Ed. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. Bye. You can text us at six thirty. Six thirty. Tweet us at orders now. Email us at orders now six thirty chat and call in at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Derek online too. Derek, how are you doing? Not bad, Bob. How about yourself? Good. And the rest of the crew there. <laughs> well, hey, we're talking about hey, Bob, hockey. Eh? It's not super it, serious stuff. Yeah, just uh, just an answer to your question. Uh, there was some early chemistry uh, before Connor got hurt with Yakupov and Purcell. Yes, I don't know. Um, no, with it was, is, it was with Pouliot and uh, and Oh, I and thought Yakupov. it was Purcell and Yakupov. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Uh, well, them those two, anyways.
2: And uh, man, oh man, uh, did the, are the Oilers leading the league in man games lost this
0: year? I think they are. Yes. Man, oh man, are we going to see Nugent Hopkins back this year? I I do think we will see uh, Nugent Hopkins back. Uh, and Kleffbaum? uh I hope we see Clefbaum back, but he's not come Put it this way, Nugent Hopkins was originally diagnosed out six to eight weeks. Uh, he got hurt the week before the All-Star break, so roughly like January 17th, 18th, and around right. that time. So, so that takes us to yeah, the... Pretty
2: close to the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and March. Uh. Yeah, that gets us in a sometime between the first and the third week of March. Um, Clef Bomb has not started skating yet, so oh. okay, yeah, but I just want to see. Well, this whole nucleus together playing well, for you know holy. See, it's funny if I say that, then I get all the haters calling and saying, "Oh, shut up, other teams get over oh, And I'm like, well, wait, man, no, no trade, no trade. Let's keep what we got and see what we got. We haven't even seen what we got. <laughs> and next year, when we, you know, get rid of some salary and uh, get rid of a couple people, and uh, yeah, wow. I can't wait. It All right. Been this, well, dude. you sound like, you know what, Derek, you sound like the eternal optimist. Thanks for the call, okay? Yeah, Yeah. you're welcome. Bye. 780-496-0063. Let's go to Alex on line number three. Alex, you're in Oilers hey. now. How you doing?
2: Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I'd like to see that Patrick Lane, the number two overall projected pick to uh, play with them, that's finished winger, and uh, love, love to see that guy get picked because I think the Oilers are going to finish top or pick top four or five and would not be something if they get one of those wingers.
0: Well, I look, I'm, I, again, I'm not going to speak for the the scouting management side, but if, you know, we're going to assume that Austin Matthews is gone. If Edmonton's sitting in a two, three hole, I think they'd be pretty excited to draft one of those two finished wingers because it would, it would give them something they don't have, which is, you know, a, a six foot three, six foot four power forward. And the other thing about finished players they have become really tenacious, hard to like. They're not like Gary Curry. I mean, Lenny is <laughs> probably a little bit closer. Pooley Arby's is a little bit more of a, you know, I don't know if he has quite the same high-octane offensive upside as this Lena kid, but they're both bigger bodies, and Finns are competitive players. They, right on. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think they, you know what, if Edmonton was drafting second and third and Matthews was gone at that stage, um, both those players would merit serious consideration, I'll, and I'll take it one step further. I think both those players would want to uh, apply their trade in the NHL immediately. would not surprise me be, because of the size of the players if both guys had a uh, great chance to play in the NHL next year. Regardless and especially who, with McDavid. Well, uh, regardless of who drafts yes. them, they're gonna like. there's a guy right now for the Colorado Avalanche. He's in their farm system. His name is Miko Rantanen. He is not as good as either of the two guys that are in this year's draft out of Finland. And Miko Rantanen is dominating the American Hockey League this year. Okay? He's probably right. the best first-year player in the AHL. He'll be in the NHL next year for the Colorado Avalanche, and he'll be playing in their top six. And these two guys are better than Rantanen. So, uh, you know, it, what happened to Rantanen is Colorado was terrible early. He got off to a, t- a top start and they sent him down. I'll look up his numbers here in a second when we go to break, but uh, the, the owners would have to contemplate drafting one of those two kids at two and three. There there would be no choice if Matthews was gone. All right, yeah, thanks for the great. call. Thank you. Yep, you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. 30 Tweet us at orders now. We're going to go to Ralph on line number four. Ralph, how are you doing?
2: Uh, very good, Bob. I'm not uh, disagreeing with your assessment of our chances of drafting one of those Finnish wingers. But I think in getting one of those players, doesn't that kind of necessitate a trade of either Jordan Eberle or Ryan Nugent-Hopkins to fix our problem on defense?
0: Uh, I I think that would be a possibility, yes.
2: Because it seems like we we all recognize that the Oilers have a problem on their defense. But then when it comes time to talk about which players we would use to get that player, suddenly everyone becomes untouchable. There is,
0: there is one more mechanism that's available. Free, free agency. No,
2: but there's nobody available, Bob. Pretty much all the good defensemen have been locked up.
0: And we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. By the way, I just want to... I mentioned Miko Rotnan. Uh, he has 17 goals and 41 points in 33 games for San Antonio in the American Hockey Le- uh, League this year. He's plus 24. Yeah. Okay, and... Both Lene and Pogliarvi were more dominant players uh, in Finland in their draft years than Rotten has been, uh, was. So, uh, No, I think that's fair. I mean, if they get one of those two Finnish wingers, there's a distinct possibility that somebody else could go as a result. That'll come with the territory. Uh, however, we got to see, I mean, the one thing that, to me, the one thing that people can disagree with this if they want, but because of the fact that Clefbaum has been out, Darnell Nurse has probably played a little bit more than I thought he was going to play. And Brandon Davidson has come along a lot further than I thought he was going to as well. And so maybe the combination of Nurse and uh, Davidson, you're looking at a 4-5. We know that Clefbaum is capable of being a top-four defenseman, needs to stay healthy. They got Sekra as a top-four D-man, and so that gives them three of the four guys. Now, can they get a fourth guy through free agency? Maybe. But it's going to be tough to get specifically a right-shot guy, and that's really what they need here carrying forward.
2: Hey, Bob, do any of these Finnish guys have a little bit of Yarko Rutu in them? Um, he was just absolutely miserable. They're
0: playing. way better players than Yarko Rutu. By the way, yeah, Patrick Lenné that- this year in the, in the first division, he plays for Tapera. He's got 13 goals and 27 points in 35 games, and that is not a high-scoring league where he's playing. So he's the guy that's going to go two, and then Pulhi Harvey, who I can't spell it off the top of my head here, uh, he's probably going to go three. So, I mean, hey, you come in 30th, all bets are off. The manager, you know, like the owners are sitting there 29th, 30th today. The likelihood is, best case scenario for Edmonton, they finish somewhere, you know, 24th to 27th, 28th. Um, you know, there's going to be changes. That, that That's expected. Okay. I th- Just to add to that,
2: Bob, well, Ranton had only five points at the World Juniors, and Paul Harvey had 17, and Laney had 13, so.
0: They're at home, but, yeah, I mean, those guys are, they're better. I mean, they're, they're exciting prospects. Uh, let's do this. We, do we want to run, we're going to run Todd McClellan before we get to uh, Jerry Fleming from the farm. Is that right? So when we come back at 121 in Edmonton, Todd McClellan's availability from earlier today, and then Jerry Fleming coming up with an update from the farm. This is Orders Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on
1: Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
0: Bob Stoffer, Rexall Place Oilers, had a practice today. Uh, Cohen Flett, a, a youngster a dealing with low-grade galoma, uh, honorary Oilers player as part of the Make-A-Wish uh, Foundation. And uh, that's the starting point, the genesis of uh, uh, where Todd McClellan's availability started today.
1: It was a special day for him, and really a special day for us. Uh, Cohen is uh, a young fellow that uh, had his wish or dream come true today to to become an Oiler for a day. And um, you know he he epitomizes really what a perfect Oiler is. So we were happy to sign him to a contract. He's got a lot of he's tough. He's got courage. He's resilient. Uh, he inspires others, and I think he had that effect on our group today. We had a a pretty upbeat practice after a loss, and. Um, I would say he played a big part in it. It almost seemed like he kind of did for you guys what you were supposed to do for him, bringing the out there. Well, he definitely did it for us. I hope that we return the favor for him. He had a big smile on his face. And um, I would say that it, uh, it was a two-way street today. And that's the way it's supposed to be.
2: We, uh, we spoke to Julio today. And he basically just said, I can't do that. I mean, there was no sort of knows it. Uh, what's your messaging to him and how
1: you sort of I expect from him moving forward I expect him to uh, rebound and, and come out and give us everything he has tomorrow night and and try and rectify the problem um, and benny 's uh, an intense player he 's really important to our hockey club and um, you know one we can 't have him in the penalty box uh, because he 's effective on the ice and and two he knows and he 's got to get over it but um, it 's a fresh start for me and for him and uh, he'll get an opportunity to play again and be a real good effective player for us and um, our team will be better for it, and he'll be better for last night, too, because of it. We back on that line? Or just... We, uh, you know, with lines, Cassian still not skating today. We'll see how he is tomorrow. We'll make some line decisions tomorrow when we know who's healthy. Is it, uh, I don't know, more decisions to make, but even
2: the possibility of Matt Hendricks being on that line, is that just a compliment to him because he's
0: giving you everything he's got whenever he can? Yeah, it,
1: was a little reward from today. Um, some of those grinders don't often get to go up there and play with, uh, you know, with the, with that type of skilled centerman and, and winger. So uh, it was a good day for him. But uh, like I said, I wouldn't read too much into the lines today. We didn't do, well, we hardly did anything line rush today. A lot of it was situational play where it was more about D-men and forwards interacting and, and stuff like that. Not a lot of line stuff. Let's see, you know, I yeah, Eric will be out for uh, for a while, long term, uh, with a knee injury. Uh, probably at least a month.
0: Um, with Nail, he, you know, the offense
2: maybe hasn't been coming the way he would have liked. Um, the mistake last night. What do you see in his game? What do you think he needs to iron out to maybe start having a little more success?
1: I'm going to keep that between Yak and myself. I think that's fair right now. Um, he's got a lot of pressure on him internally from us as a, as a coaching staff and teammates. And um, you know the media is, is just as uh, as hard or complimentary on him. There's a lot of um, mixed signals that go out to him. So uh, talented, talented player, a lot of skill, um, looking for results.
0: Looking for results, indeed. The Oilers against the Minnesota Wild. Tomorrow we'll get an update from the farm. Jerry Fleming coming up at uh, 135. Jack Michaels in conversation with Leon Dreisaitl at 150 today. Off to 6.30, Chad News, weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.